This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 1st of November. In your Squiz today, Brazil elects a new president, Australia's crowd crush victim is named, interest rates are set to go up, and the Melbourne Cup's going down. This is your Squiz today. Alice, welcome to the Squiz Today podcast. It's really great to have you here. You've been with us for a few weeks, so it's really great to get you on the podcast. Yes, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here and I've been listening to the Squiz for a long time now, so (laughs) I'm excited to get the chance to be on it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Claire, Brazil's President Jair Bolsonaro lost his chance at a second term in office after being narrowly beaten by the former president, Luis Inácio Lula da Silva. And when I say narrow, the man they call Lula managed to scrape through this second ballot of the campaign with just 50.9% of votes. Yeah, so super close. Uh, This has been a really big election campaign with two very big characters as the main candidates. Bolsonaro is a far-right politician who rolled back protections for the Amazon rainforest. Uh, He also dismissed COVID as a little flu in the early days of the pandemic, and that led Brazil to become one of the worst affected countries with almost 690,000 deaths. Uh, He did deliver significant financial support to those in poverty since 2020, uh, but his critics say that he had the election campaign in mind for that. Uh, As for Lula, he's about as left-wing as Bolsonaro is on the right. Uh, He was a beloved figure when he was the president in the early 2000s, uh, forgetting Brazil's economy firing while also lifting millions out of poverty. Uh, But he was imprisoned for corruption in 2018. Uh, He was released in 2019 on a technicality uh, and he's pretty much been campaigning since then. And Bolsonaro hasn't actually conceded yet. In recent times, his supporters have questioned how reliable Brazil's electronic voting system is. If that sounds eerily familiar to you, there's a reason why. He's known to some as Trump of the tropics. Yeah, and in that vein, there were concerns about what another term under Bolsonaro would look like for Brazil. Uh, He's made moves to limit the free press there uh, and also install military leaders into key government roles. Uh, That led some to say that Brazil's democracy was under threat. Uh, But that doesn't mean it's going to be easy for Lula Uh, As the result from the election shows, the nation is deeply divided uh, and because of his complicated past, it's going to be a tricky thing for him to wrangle. He's vowed to re-establish harmony, but his specific plans to restore Brazil's economy are pretty vague and that's going to be really important for how he goes. But for now, stay tuned to see if Bolsonaro goes easily or if he tries to hang on. Claire, a young Sydney woman has been named as the Australian victim of a massive crowd crush in South Korea's capital city of Seoul on Saturday. She was 23-year-old Grace Rashed. 
Yeah, she was a film production assistant and many spoke very warmly of her yesterday. Uh, She was one of those who became trapped in that narrow alleyway in Seoul's party district. Uh, There are still many questions to be answered and it's not clear exactly what led to the crush. Uh, Grace's friend was a guy named Nathan Taverniti. Uh, He was with her and he said that it wasn't due to drunken behaviour. He's blamed a lack of planning and all also a lack of police monitoring that very huge crowd. Yeah, Grace was one of more than 150 people who died in that crush, and most of them were in their 20s and 30s. Most of the victims were South Korean, but there's also people from the US, Iran, China and Norway who died. And with many still in intensive care, officials say it's likely that death toll may rise. The Reserve Bank will make its latest monthly interest rate announcement this afternoon. And Claire, I'm wondering if you want to start Melbourne Cup Day early by having a punt on the outcome. <laughs> Look, thank you for the invitation, but um, no one wants to take my tips, let me tell you. And look, we're currently sitting at an interest rate of 2.6% and the major banks aren't all on the same page yet. Uh, Westpac reckons that there'll be a half a percent hike today, uh, but the common Wealth Bank, ANZ and the National Australia Bank have all suggested about a quarter of a percent interest rate hike. Uh, regardless of how much it is, if it does go up, it'll be the seventh consecutive interest rate increase that we've had. Uh, and it does seem almost certain that something will happen because of that very big inflation result that we had last week. Yeah, inflation jumped up to 7.3% and that's a 32-year high. And of course, interest rate increases are the RBA's lever to pull to fight inflation. So we'll no doubt regroup on this tomorrow. Claire, we squeezed this story last week. Netball Australia was in a financial tailspin after losing its major sponsor, Hancock Prospecting. And yesterday, a fresh $15 million sponsorship deal with the Victorian government's tourism body was unveiled. Visit Victoria has come to save the day. Uh, It's the new sponsor in that four-year deal. Uh, Players will wear Visit Victoria's branding on their uniforms and they'll also appear in ads to promote tourism for the state. The Diamonds, who are Australia's national team, will also play five test matches and hold their high-performance training camps in Victoria uh, and the 2023 Super Netball Grand Final will be played in Victoria. So that is a lot of netball for the state. Yeah, it is. And Victoria is in the last few weeks of an election campaign. So there was some criticism from Liberal MPs in the state who questioned the value for taxpayers. But Premier Daniel Andrews reckons the Diamonds are great ambassadors for being healthy and active and it adds to Melbourne's sporting capital climate. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. 
I know you've covered the controversy in New Zealand's Bird of the Year competition before, Claire, so now it's only fair we talk about the winner. (laughs) Yes, it's good (laughs) to regroup on these things. And look, it was controversial this year because the kakapo, uh, which is the world's fattest parrot, uh, wasn't in the competition because it had won too many times. So lots of people had lots to say about that. Uh, But the result is in and this little known, very small rock wren has won. Uh, not happy about that is New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. Uh, she's not having any of that. Uh, she's pledged her loyalty to the black petrel, which she says is the bogan of the birds. <laughs> I've never really seen one, but it sounds like a pretty cool bird. I love that description, bogan of the birds. Australia's would have to be the seagull, right? No, absolutely not. It's the ibis. <laughs> it's the bin chicken. Yeah, it's got to be the bin chicken for sure. <laughs> Squeeze the day, Claire. We hear this catchphrase every year, but I'm going to say it anyway. The race that stops the nation will run this afternoon. Yeah, speaking of bin chickens, <laughs> I reckon there'll be a few around this afternoon at Flemington. <laughs> it is the 162nd year that the Melbourne Cups run. Uh, back to full capacity crowds, 80,000 are expected there today. Of course, they haven't had that since 2019. Uh, the favourite to keep an eye on is England's DeVoe legend. Uh, it's got a lot of money behind it at the moment. And look, whether it's your thing or not, uh, it's going to be why millions turn their TV on at 3pm today. Well, I'm more into the frocks myself, so I'll probably be tuning in for all the action in the fashions on the field. Love a bit of fashions on the field. It's going to be great. (laughs) And that's it from us for today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.